those two worlds are colliding, aren't they? The old TV yeah. thing is becoming more niche, niche, like the internet. Yeah. Full storytellers in the UK is, is crazy. I had no idea. Yeah. The one thing that strikes me is this, because based on what you're just saying, is it about the presenter or is it about the topic? Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Hey folks, this is Michael Vizi from Amazing FBA Podcast for Amazon Sellers. I'd like to introduce an episode from our sister podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, which has got a slightly broader remit for all e-commerce sellers. In this deep dive episode, Jason Miles and I deep dive into a key e-commerce topic. Hope you enjoy the show. We are Michael Vizi in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. More importantly, you are the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be. We're here to get you there. For show notes with links and resources mentioned today and for other GC resources like downloads, just visit our blog, theecommerceleader.com. Today, we are in the midst of a, I think, very exciting discussion of Amazon Live. So Live is really the internet's equivalent of the QVC home shopping network TV channel selling live on TV that proved to be a monster moneymaker in the 90s and the noughties and even perhaps even earlier in some cases and is now really coming to the internet in a big way. And Amazon is now embracing that in a big way as well. So we're talking about fairly high level about what the opportunity is and how you might get started in it. Incredible opportunity. And the more that Jason and I talked about it, the more enthused I've become about this. So definitely worth learning about. So enjoy the show and don't forget to stay around to the end when we're going to tell you how you might win a $250 Visa gift card as well. Stay tuned. Enjoy the show. It's probably true that if the topic itself or the category they were operating in was a real draw to you, yeah. you would have invested a little more emotionally in overlooking the, the flaws in what you were watching because you really wanted the insight information or info. I know you love music stuff. And mm -hmm. if they were pitching the latest, greatest musical tool, instrument or whatever, that might have captured your attention. I would just say this other example real quick. I didn't think of this, but when we were at NEC, which is Europe's largest sewing show in Birmingham, it was two summers ago, and it's massive. It's like 60 to 80,000 people there. So mm -hmm. it's no like small thing. That whole stadium, NEC, like it's a big, huge convention facility, it was all oriented around a TV set that they were doing QVC-style TV programming live from NEC, and it was all sewing channels. And our volunteers at our booth said to us, there are four TV channels in England that are sewing channels that do lives constantly, that are always doing lives. Now, we didn't, we don't have anything like that in the US. So I, 
you guys are pioneering some stuff over there had that... no idea i don't that... own a tv so i don't that's not part of my sort of cultural consumption yet i'm always on yeah. youtube or watching amazon prime yeah. videos so as you say those two worlds are colliding aren't they the old tv yeah. thing is becoming more niche niche like the internet yeah. for so tell us in the uk is, is crazy i had no idea yeah the one thing that strikes me is this that because based on what you're just saying is it about the presenter or is it about the topic i think there's mm-hmm. a combination of the two that i think one big danger for certain types of consumers, and it's certainly true for me, and yet it may be, it works beautifully for mass marketing, is, for example, I looked on the HSN Home Shopping Network link that you sent me in preparation for this podcast. And I looked up Apple Book Computers because I'm genuinely a big fan. I consume their stuff. I buy it online. And I was turned off massively within 10 seconds by the presenter. And yet I have watched influencers who are obsessed about Macs as much as I am or more because they repair them and take them apart and obsess about them much more than I am and being very influenced by their opinions to the extent of buying things. So I think what that says to me is for certain types of consumers that they want to feel like the person influencing them isn't necessarily slick or beautiful, although this guy did have very high production values and it is a young, good-looking guy. But more importantly, that they really know and care about the products. And I think that's where I suspect that the influencers, even like your clients, have a huge advantage over these slick, over-polished QVC-type presenters who've probably yeah. just been handed a Mac 10 minutes before the show and yeah. said, sell this. It's a bit like mm-hmm. sell me this pen kind of thing. And I think that triggers all the instinctive responses we have to a salesperson who's obviously a salesperson as yeah. opposed to a fellow enthusiast. So yes. you know, that's right. my sort of reaction for a very amateur kind of audience response rather than any sort of advice really i think it's the stratification of culture and basic personality types that's playing out because i think people are comfortable with people that are that they're like yeah but birds of a feather flock together as the old saying goes and i think that's so true you i'm comfortable listening to people who seem like me and I want to hear, you're basically drawn to people who you, you feel like you could be friends with, you could be hang out with. And e- even I would say, I'm, I don't want to get controversial or whatever, but like even as a Pacific Northwest guy, the Southern draw, the Southern accent, I'm like, not so much. That's not really my, that's not ringing true to me. It doesn't sound like something I want to just bond with, hear about or connect with. Sometimes it's charming. Sometimes it's amazing. But other times, no, that's a, it's a barrier to what you really want to do with people is just have them forget about everything except the topic. And if there are these little yellow or red flags that pop up, oh, I don't like this guy. Oh, this is boring. Oh, this is distracting. Oh, their background looks weird. Oh, what is that behind them? Oh, their Southern draw seems fake. All of these little attributes are barriers. But when it works, and when you find somebody who's like, man, that's the gal for me, or that's the guy for me, I could just, I could chat with them about this stuff all day long. You're in business. And the internet is making it possible for there to be a million of these shows. And they will each attract the right audience to them. And some will scale massively. And I think that's the interesting part to me is just what's playing out in the real world of live selling, you know. It comes down to that, the long tail, doesn't it? The, the Clive yeah. Anderson book that I think I read in 2007, mm-hmm. still really playing out, isn't it? Because yeah. really this is the live hasn't really responded to the implications of that until now. In other words, that yeah. there are niche audiences who are fanatically obsessed with a certain thing, like for 
TV channels obsessed with sewing and a convention of 80,000 people, and just in the UK, which has only got 66 million people in it, it's not that huge yeah. country. Yeah. That, that's an example of how big a niche is. And yet I had no idea it existed. And that's, yeah, it, this is, the, it was an, in a sense amazing that Amazon hasn't plunged into this until now. I guess they were busy doing other things like trying to get their warehouse mm-hmm. systems worked, EEO. So let's talk a little bit more about the tech. If people are enthused about this, how do we take care of it technically? You talked about in, within Amazon universe, you need to be brand registered or registered yeah. as an influencer. How do we, if, assuming that we jump through one of those barriers and we're there, we're approved. What do we, how do we mm-hmm. actually de- get the message across to people? The beautiful part is that this tool we're using right now, StreamYard, to broadcast into whatever we're in, two or three Facebook groups, a Facebook page, a YouTube channel, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. This tool itself, StreamYard.com, is the backend tool that will allow you to broadcast straight into Amazon Live. So that's really super interesting because you and I have been using this for what year, a year and a half, something like that. And I've used it for a couple of years now and very comfortable with it as a broadcast tool. So technically, you know, that's what you want to look into because it's slick, it works. And a few elements of StreamYard that are really powerful to me. First of all, you can go do a StreamYard, set it up and do a, a video and not have it broadcast anywhere. You can just keep the four file as a video recording. So in essence, you can practice as many times as you want and or do a live, seemingly live, that's not really live in the moment, save it, have it as an MP4 file and then upload it to your Facebook channel or whatever. So you can practice with this. That's yeah, really okay. good, by the way. I think that's really important what you just said, because that should remove the fear from a lot of people. That you've got to get it right alive yeah. in front of people or look. Yeah. Yeah. I think the underlying fear that blocks a lot of people is I'm going to look silly, sound silly in front of hundreds of people. And of course, that's a big barrier psychologically. So the fact that you can get around that is huge, I think. Okay, so that's a powerful one. The other elements of that, that are super cool is you can actually do chirons across the bottom. Like we don't do it when we're doing these broadcasts, but you can have a streaming com- comment along the bottom that's on camera. You can also mock up and overlays, image overlays, MP3 files without with a transparent background that literally will mock up your screen so that you look exactly like Home Shopping Network. You know those placards they have on the left-hand side of the screen that say three payments of $19 or <laughs> item number 424292 or whatever yeah. it is. You can have those graphics cards very simply created, create them in Canva, save them as a clear PNG. You add them in StreamYard and you literally click with one button and there they are on camera. You can look exactly like Home Shopping Network or QVC through StreamYard. And there are other attributes that are really cool as well. But I would just encourage people to check that out if they want to learn about how to do this. Once you do a couple StreamYards, you get comfortable with it really fast. It's easy. We've been doing it for our charity. We do what we call So Powerful Live. It's the last Monday of the month, every month. And we've been doing it for, I don't know, about a year probably. And you can go to Facebook, our So Powerful Facebook page, and see all of those prior ones and see how we use it in a charity context. But it's very similar. Technically, there's no difference between what we're doing and, and what you'd be doing on Amazon Live or just talking about a different different set of topics. But the StreamYard tool is something to check out. And it's that simple. It's just there's not a lot of technical difficulty yeah. to do this. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to 
mental barriers and also mm-hmm. skill set. As you said, you talked mm-hmm. about trade skills before. I think this is sounding to me like a, a trade skill skill that one should either develop for oneself or because it's such a big trend and such a lot of money at stake that you should possibly at some point, it may not be soon for some people, consider hire or finding a person within your organization to do it. I would say a couple of things, a couple of concepts from Rick Cesari, who's a big, fantastic person to know in this era. I'm lucky to be in conversation with him through podcasts and other times. Yeah, He was in the early days, been really pioneer of QVC, HSN or whatever it is, as selling directly to selling on TV and billion dollar sales, George Foreman Kill, et cetera, et cetera, grow, grow cameras, you name it, the big stuff. He's got a couple of simple concepts he put across. First of all, as we've been saying, concept is model what's working, which is simple. But the other thing he says is testing. But particularly useful tip is to test intros until one sticks. And to make you feel better about it, George Foreman Grill was obviously a massive smash hit success. But even Rick, with all his experience, got it wrong first time because George Foreman had just back in the day won the heavyweight championship age 46, the oldest in the sports. Boxing fans, that was a big thing. They started the initial ads with boxing footage that cost them thousands of dollars to buy the rights to that footage. And the audience was mostly women and they hated it. They hated the violence. They weren't boxing fans. And they went back to the drawing board and they changed the intro and suddenly it popped and went on to be a huge success. Wow. So he's got three three ways to hook in, hook in viewers at the start of a video, which is probably the easiest place to tweak and to re-record if you're recording it for yourself as one. Well. First of all, option one, start with the question, would you like to lose 10 pounds in 30 days? Cheesy, cliche, but still useful work address the problem this and it's very what it does in two ways is instantly a question is really an embedded command isn't it it's saying think about this and it's also flagging up what problem you're addressing so the, the audience can quickly filter no it doesn't interest me or oh yes maybe the second thing is a factoid so for example the juice man juicer there is a factoid there's an element in broccoli shown to prevent mm-hmm. breast cancer and the third thing is a short story and that's where i think if you're a real enthusiast and user of your product for example you in cinema obviously yeah. like uber cinemas an uber expert i would say these days about cinema and sewing but somebody who's being doing it for 15 years used to do mm-hmm. it with their grandmother or something that's immediately engaging so those are mm-hmm. three really fairly simple but really powerful things to tweak with and just if your email copying copywriting is it working test the subject lines first i think this is the equivalent test the first minute or two of what you say in your video and if people stop clicking away and start staying and engaging then you can probably judge that but if your video is starting to work and then you can start to work on the rest of it over time i love that yeah no that's fantastic obviously there's tons and tons of lessons to be learned about how to do this well this is the makings of a really cool book and there's i think there's a ton of direct marketing material there that people would want to learn about so it's fantastic yeah. By the way, oh, just when you mentioned the cool book, there is a book by Rick Cesari called Video Persuasion on that very topic. Now, but it doesn't specialize in live. So there is definitely okay. still a book to be written about how to do live well. But yeah, it's a very good basic yeah. concept of using video as a commercial direct selling medium. It's not yeah. very far away or as a very solid starting point. So I would, I would 100% recommend getting that book and reading that yeah. through. Awesome. Comments are popping in here. I want to make sure we mention them all wrote, I've started selling on handmade Amazon and doing really well. So that's interesting. I, we need to do a deeper dive into hand. Yeah. And this category is very interesting, I think. Yeah. He said he basically copied a US model that's doing very well and learned how to make it. There's no monthly fees with handmade, but no A plus content. PPC, PPC paid ads seem extremely expensive at the moment. So live selling sounds very interesting. And my products are gift products. So sometimes it's hard to think of the best way to promote 
as it's not something people search for. Yeah, let me just camp on this for a minute. The basic sales formula for all of us as e-commerce sellers are have a product, find an audience. And the outside observer would say, oh, I don't have a product and I don't have an audience, so I have two barriers to entry. If you think about it, the amazing part of this is it doesn't have to be your product and it doesn't have to be your audience. Amazon is gifting you their traffic. Like how often would you ever say that is true? And I know that for a lot of Amazon sellers, they're like, this is, it's hard to get a bestseller rank. It's hard to get eyeballs on the product. It's hard to get reviews and velocity. And there are very few times when Amazon gifts you traffic. Now, most of the time, like for Prime Day or whatever, you have to pay for those opportunities. Those are very expensive promotional packages that Amazon will offer to sellers. But at the moment, this is completely and totally available to the masses. So I think that's the interesting part of this is they're gifting you eyeballs. And that to me is a rare thing. They're clearly doing it because they want to compete. They want to build up this concept. And yeah, I think that forget PPC advertising. Here's what I'm trying to say. You could spend a lot of money in the next month doing Amazon ads with some outcome, or you could spend time and energy and thinking and strategic work to learn how to do a live and you don't pay any money for it. You just have to invest in it emotionally, mentally, and some of the technical elements of learning it. That's a different different track to run down. And I think that's what's interesting to me is this is the opportunity of me. If I've always said, if it's free, if it's free, it's for me. And this to me seems like Amazon gifting people a huge blessing into your business. Yeah, two thoughts about that. And the first of all, the sort of spontaneous nature i think by the way this is not going to work for all audiences this is exactly why i like the feeling of control and i was saying maybe i'm catastrophic i'm definitely catastrophic and and like to feel <laughs> clever and intelligent and analytical now i'm probably not but i'm definitely not in control of the world and i'm probably not as clever as i think i am sometimes when i'm shopping but i like search because it puts me in mm-hmm. control i don't like browsing so much and i really hate somebody coming on tv the opposite extreme is saying some random person i've never met talking about a product mm-hmm. they've never used and telling me as a person they've never met that i should use it now having said that though um search as a discovery mechanism is becoming incredibly monetized by amazon somebody's mentioned oh amazon ads are very expensive at the moment i would say to you i'm afraid you've seen nothing yet i don't see anything but up in the for various strategic reasons i've talked about before and i may be wrong but i doubt it sadly and if you look at all the different platforms for marketing channels generally they monetize more and more heavily over time you look at the google clicks now compared to 10 years ago but I would say that, it, so that's the first thing. Search is becoming expensive, so we need to try something else. The second thing I would say is some products don't work, as this person was implying. He's just commenting, I can't, can't see the name of it, but it's, yeah, it's old. But some products really ping off the page and people think, oh, that's really wonderful when they see it, but they're never going to look for it. So for that kind of product, this is an amazing gift. And the third thing I would say to your point, if it's free, it's for me. What generally happens with traffic channels is that it's new and experimental. So the channel puts a lot of money and resources behind it and it appears to be free to you. Then it consolidates and they'll rule a lot of people out who don't meet certain criteria. And then they monetize the heck out of it. I will imagine that it's going to be the same with this live thing. So I think now is a moment in history to jump on it if you're interested, because I suspect it will not be as free or as available for very long because it doesn't make sense economically for Amazon. Yeah, totally agree. And so it's a window of opportunity. And that's how these things work. And people have built their business over the last 24, 25 years on the internet on the back of windows of opportunity. 
Yeah. And that's just how it works. There's a time and place for different opportunities that come and then they go. And yes. for those of us who have been selling for decades now, we've realized that and have a spidey senses tuned <laughs> to what is in and what is out. And yeah. and so that to me is the interesting part of this is that there's always something new. And as it happens, this is the new thing and it creates a massive opportunity. Okay. I think we've I think we've covered the topic here today. This has been a fun conversation. <laughs> appreciate the dialogue here in the chats. People are jumping in and appreciate it. And it's really fun to bring these types of topics to the party and have our audience in various groups and on our various channels learn about these new opportunities. It's an honor to be able to just chat with you as well, Michael. This stuff is always fun to brainstorm on and kick around. There's there's always new angles to look at for each of these things. And I, it's always fun to debate them and discuss them and, and have conversations with you about them. Yeah. Good stuff. I think the main thing I would just like to underscore is this really changes who's thinking of selling on Amazon because it's until this point, it's been almost entirely product centered. You're either good at getting products that you get mm -hmm. manufactured on your behalf or sourcing them. The fact that the other side of the equation the audience side has always been what Amazon's provided. And of course, mm -hmm. that is the hard, I would argue that's the hardest bit to get. But if you are good at getting an audience and you're not so good at the product side, then that whole influencer opportunity, although I don't know exactly how it works, mm -hmm. that's obviously a whole different way to tap into Amazon. And traditionally, the people listen to our show and listen to e-commerce based advice would have products and be looking at how to sell them. But increasingly, I'm starting to see people who are good at the other way around. Like one of the members of the 10K Collective Mastermind created a, an Amazon affiliate website. So in other words, the ninja mm -hmm. scale, if you like, was SEO on Google in order yep. to then make sales and get commission selling on Amazon. But it's turned out that selling his own products sorry, via that mechanism is this sort of side hustle now because the main thing he's making money from that site, which is blowing up really quickly, is selling mm -hmm. other people's products. So it is possible to transition your skill set from one to the other, which is very interesting. That's not so common, but I, would, I wouldn't want the influencer play to be missed here because I think it profoundly changes uh, the relationship to Amazon that's on offer uh, instead of just being the sell person and Amazon offers the audience. We can be the person who yeah. offer the audience. Which it's is too, very interesting. It's two sides of that conversation as well. So let's just, one of the clients that I work with, it's working through this dynamic right now. I said to them a few weeks ago, they could go live themselves one day a week. That doesn't feel onerous or too difficult, but they could find six other influencers to go live in support of their product on Amazon. Think about it that way. All these influencers are going live on Amazon. What are they going to talk about? Whatever they can make money at and are interested in. And are, so we could, as sellers, think of it that way as well. We could think of who are the influencers doing lives that are comfortable, that are good, that have an audience, that when they go live, people show up. And can I reach out to them? And can I ask them to pitch my product? There's nothing that is stopping people from doing that. So that's a whole nother angle. So I think there's a lot of interesting ways in which selling can occur through these new opportunities. So yeah, there you have it. Yeah, absolutely. And just to top that off with something that is current experience of mine, which is to say a lot of the serious six, seven, eight figure sellers in a couple of places who are doing really well are really finding influencers more and more 
influential yeah. as it were on their bottom line so yeah. this is just another expansion in that way of the universe of influences it's just obviously if you're influencing somebody on a channel where you could just click the buy button and actually just literally have it delivered to you by the same so it's got a vertical integration isn't it instead of a facebook influencer who sends you over to amazon it's now an amazon influencer and you're there already so i think that's pouring gasoline on the fire as you would put it in the states that's yep. really exciting opportunity yeah. first thing i got to say is thank you to for opening my eyes to to my shame to some degree to, to the level of power in this amazon live thing i had no idea it was blowing up so much and now i do so yeah got to say thank you and can you wrap this up in a bow for us what do you think that are the sort of simple takeaways for people if they're e-commerce operators sure go to amazon.com slash live and see what's happening and think about how to implement in your business either directly yourself on camera using a tool like Streamyard, streamyard.com go check it out or using influencers that are going live on Amazon to help sell your product. These opportunities are completely and totally available to all of us. And you can either be an influencer yourself, you can be brand registered and go live, or just go find an influencer to work with you to sell your products. There, there are multiple ways to approach this. And the opportunity is literally statistically doubling financially right now every year, according to market researchers. So it's a huge opportunity. We can take advantage of it simply and easily. And I would encourage people to go check it out and to learn more about the subject. And as always, okay, I guess I could just do a final call to action. Feel free to check out other podcasts that we have at theecommerceleader.com. Scroll through the list on your favorite podcast player and check out our prior episodes. We've done a ton of episodes on all things e-commerce. Love to have you like and or subscribe on the player of choice. And finally, I'll just say we're running a contest at contest.theecommerceleader.com. And we're giving away a Visa gift card for people to potentially win. Just enter the contest. And the entry methods are following our podcast. So it's pretty self-serving, obviously. We'd love to have you check that out and enter the contest. If you're listening to this in July of... Uh, of 2021, then you're eligible to enter. And if not, check out that page because maybe we're running a contest right now as you listen to this in the future. Amazing. And the final thing I should put in is obviously you, you've got a couple of clients are doing very well with this strategy. And obviously you've got a broad set of expertise that you and Kyle, your partner in, in the consulting business bring. So where do people go to work with you and Kyle? I know you guys are busy rebranding. Yep. Is it still the old site or where do people go if they want to explore that? It is still winning on Shopify.com. That's the place to go at the moment. And it'll redirect to our new relaunch rebrand as we roll that out here in the near future. Yeah. Excellent. It's been a pleasure and eye-opening to talk to you about this. More opening than it should be. I need to go away and do my homework as an Amazon seller. And I'm based in Europe, which allegedly is where this is kicking off. Uh, so, but I'm behind the curve here, but I'm really excited about this. It sounds like a great opportunity and always a pleasure to talk to you and always educational, man. Thank you so much for, for taking the time. That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England and Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. If you liked this content, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app for free resources, including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products and sales channels. Just go to www.theecommerceleader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening.
Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.